Welcome to the DJ and Dads podcast. Welcome this week. We have some crazy news. Gary Gensler getting fired, or he possibly has already set his resin sent his resignation letter in. We're going to talk about all of that. And of course, we have Azuki, we have Meme Land rollout, Basie floor crashing still. So there's a lot to get through in this podcast. We have myself, Kyle Wilson, and my host as well, Chris Coppy. Welcome to the DJ and Dads podcast. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey man, just just grateful, you know. Like I, I'm sick today. I have a sinus infection. You know, nothing new living in the South. Uh, but just feeling grateful today. Uh, it's it's the day before the Fourth of July. I'm gonna go out with the family later today and grill, and uh, gonna go out and watch some fireworks later. So uh, yeah, just thankful for another day, man. You know, it's it's been a rough week in the NFT space. Uh, sentiments very low. Uh, you know, everybody's panicking because, like you said, Board Ape Yacht Club under 30 Ethereum, Azuki kind of just botched there. We talked about it before. It was the cool thing yeah, to talk about the elemental crash. Um, people are just disappointed, you know, because they're not getting more free money and more free digital assets that people care about. Mm. Uh, the The quantity of NFTs is going up, but the liquidity is going down. So it's just a, it's a very like panicking moment uh but despite all that I'm, I'm feeling grateful for where i'm at and just trying to stay focused oh all right so yeah happy for it to everybody especially people that are watching this on tomorrow happy for it to you and all that good stuff we watched the fireworks show from my house the city shoots them off like right around the corner so we're able to watch that right there so that was fun we got to shoot off you know do the little the what are those wand thingies the little sparklers Sparklers, yeah we we try to do some of a photographer so you can do like a long exposure and i actually did this last year to where i spelled out like nft with with it if you do it on a long exposure you can actually see the words yeah that's dope so uh super excited like this is one of my favorite times of the year it's summer there's fireflies out there fireworks like i mean come on like who doesn't love to go out and have a hot dog and cook a burger like such a an amazing time in the country so anyways back to some of these topics yeah and that's what the interesting thing you're saying is like that you know with all these different projects like kind of going down um this was kind of like forecasted a while back is like this was kind of the game long run is figuring out ways how these projects were going to elevate uh it without really like it's 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 one of those catch 22s like how do you raise more money you have to drop more nfts but how do you do that without you know, diluting kind of your ecosystem. And that's where like it, the problems kind of start. And some people have like called this out like a long time ago. Um, you know, I know your favorite uh, Becker has, has said for a while uh, that this was, this was the case in this is what was going to happen long-term and why he wasn't excited about just continuing to launch more uh, NFTs, but he was more like the club type of like, Illuminati of Web3 gaming, if you will. Uh, it was kind of his little shtick and spiel. But um, it's curious to see how projects will will continue to uh, try to navigate the space. So, uh, like, what's your thoughts on that? And like, what do you see as the best strategy? Is it is it like a club, or um, should it be more like? Or or I, I do like what Basie's doing, but at the same time, um, like I like their ape coin. I like how like you can yield. Uh, but I think their problem is like everything's so expensive, but at the same time they have to, they're continuing to roll out NFTs. What, like what's the, what's kind of the solution here? Yeah. I've actually been thinking about this a lot because I want to do some buying right now because sentiment is low and the prices are down. So my, my plan and my goal is to buy something that's going to give me the value of what I bought it for, regardless if that means fuller price or not. So what that mean by that is if I pay $500 right now for an NFT, if it gives me the value that I need out of it, like in the next few months, then I don't really care if the floor price is 200. Like I still got that value. So like, what does that mean? Okay. That can mean so many different things. It could, it could be super simple. Like it gave me access to a game that I feel like I would have, I loved and I had three great months playing but that's not necessarily where how i look at it you know i'm i'm a business owner i have a uh, do i have a coffee shop so like there's i've actually been looking at a project recently that like promotes businesses within their project so like could that project market me 500 dollars in coffee sales or can they integrate a new uh like web3 style uh tool for my coffee shop business uh can they get my name out there you know because at the end of the day if, if that if that gets me some lifetime customer bro i could get 
if I can get five lifetime customers off of buying this NFT, more than worth the $500 if it goes to zero. So it's kind of, at the end of the day, it's just so simple to me. I don't know. I, I get it because people are down really bad, but like, is this NFT giving you the value that you need despite for floor price? And that like, that's, it's that simple to me. And it, that looks different for everybody, bro. Like it could, it could be as simple as exposure. You know, if you bought a board ape and let's say you're, you were like not really known, but you wanted to, that's, that's the value you wanted. You wanted to get known for your NFT and you rep that board eight for the last two years. And now you have 50,000 followers or whatever. To some people that might sound dumb, but to some, to some people that might be worth the value that they paid. Mm. Um, so yeah. it, it ultimately boils down to like, is this giving you the value? Cause money is one thing, one side of all of this, but like value is another. And I don't always equate money and value is the same thing. Cause to me, value isn't just money. It's, it's relationships, it's business, it's forward thinking, it's connections. Uh, it, it's, it's a freaking PFP that means a lot to you. And at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, man. And, you know, a lot of people ask me like, yeah, it does. Is, it was a bummer not being able to being able to sell Neo Tokyo, like when it was like super expensive. But at the same time, like I was able to build like a network and friends and relationships. And um, there's a lot of like Web3 founders in that project specifically. So um, I was able to build a network with that. And I, I love what you said there. Like when you look at it from an entrepreneurial and business standpoint for people that are like business savvy and looking to grow, like not directly their business, but indirectly. And it's a smart way to do that is to build your network. And a, a lot of like successful people say your net worth is your network. Like, you know what I mean? So um, it's not always about like making money off of the JPEG itself, but it's like that indirect exposure and that indirect kind of success, if you will, that comes from either holding a, a Basie Macy or one of these like, you know, higher up NFT projects that are, you know, still out there building and kind of creating like, you know, clubs and ecosystems within their, it, within their project. So, um, so yeah, super excited still at the NFT space. I see people are saying, are NFTs dead? Or I think Slum Doge said NFTs are dead. Uh, I, I, that's ridiculous. The NFTs are Pandora's box. It's not going away. It's been opened. Um, the, everything has escaped the box. There's no going back in. Um, you can't put NFTs back in the box ever again. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, so I have mixed feelings about Slum Doge, but it's ironic because he literally like two weeks ago said, you know what, now's the time for me to buy an NFT and set it as my profile picture. He did yeah. that with a project I've never heard of, and that lasted like three days. And then you know what he did? He either minted or he bought on secondary and elemental, which is what we were talking about of this is dumb of Azuki. I don't care what the whales or important people tell you. They just like increase the supply by 20,000 and they asked a two Ethereum mint price. Like it's, it's not a good idea and no matter how you spin it. And Slumdoge decides to buy like right when that went live. Now to yeah. him, you know, he might be wealthy now. So like maybe that price doesn't matter to him, but it's just kind of ironic to buy the top of a project that like we, we saw that was about to fall down a little bit and then say, well, NFTs are dumb. They're over. Like, to, you know, from the outside perspective, yeah. it's like his his temporary hype might have paid off to holders because all oh, some Doge millionaires, somebody that's like kind of famous relative to the space, you know, is in our project. But now if he's sitting there with that same PFP saying NFTs are done, I don't see them making a comeback. You know, it, this this I just don't got time for emotions like yeah. that. Right, right. It, it goes back to like the real builders in the space. And I like there's people building before he even came into the NFT space already so there's like you see a couple like a few different type of characters in the space you have founders then you have content creators and you have people that are generally truly excited about the space and that like support projects so you have like a few uh people in there and even content creators i would say are builders because they're still out here putting content out giving exposure and doing all this like fun stuff right that people want to be a part of um, so you have like people building like founders and, and actual projects. And then you have people that are kind of trend jacking, so to speak. They'll just ride trends to grow their audience. Um, and that's like their entire business is just basically uh, doing whatever is out there, whatever's like trending at the moment. And they're not actually building a solid foundation. So I don't know. That's what I kind of look at it as like, I don't know, like, is it wrong? Is it is it not? I don't know. But I, I just... Uh, yeah, I'm not a, it's not my cup of tea, but, uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, but anyways, yeah. So 
meme land or actually let's 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 get into we can talk about meme land and we'll get to gary gensler and the impact that that could have uh in the news because i think that's really significant but meme land i think you're a holder of meme land um what's going Uh, on with that uh can you give us a little insight there yeah so i actually sold really low on meme land so i minted the captains which is what just revealed and i sold at like 4.8 ethereum which at the time was well it's probably around the same that it was um so i was happy with it because i made like seven grand um you know which was good for a mint uh but that being said it immediately went up to like eight ethereum then i think it peaked at like 10 ethereum and it just revealed yesterday or yeah yesterday the day before that and uh, people aren't happy with it. So it went back down like five-ish Ethereum. Um, I don't know if you're able to pull stuff up. If not, I'll just try to explain it. But I personally don't, I think people are like just being too pessimistic about the reveal uh, because to me, it looks pretty cool. But at the end of the day, what they're attempting is this isn't brand new, but at the scale they're doing it, it's pretty new. They're trying to make each PFP customizable. So this is just kind of like phase one of it. So phase one was the reveal, like based on like the art that you've already seen on Twitter. Um, but the next phase is building out traits that that are important to you and kind of customizing that PFP. And people are fudding this in the most, I'm not a holder anymore, but in the most random ways. Like one of the ways they were offended saying that the project founder was racist because uh one of the traits uh, it's gonna sound bad when i say it but i from what i understand about the project like it's it's actually it's the opposite like they're really trying to make it whatever ethnicity you are whatever gender you are to for you to be able to customize that out and and kind of have something that represents who you want to be represented as but one of the rarest traits was a kong trait and it was uh on like the darker skin uh meme lands uh so people chose to like take take that as a racist angle um maybe that was a maybe that was some type of mistake that like could have been portrayed that way i personally don't think so um i mean i'm not gonna take a hard stance on that but it just from like what the project's values and like what they've shown as far as that like i think like the way you come about yourself and what you represent should stand further than like a mistake like that uh i I definitely don't think it was intentional yeah i'm I'm pulling up a tweet here so a, a couple contrasting tweets you know some people upset some people not so let me see if i can pull up the other slide real fast and then we have another guy named steve g we saw legendary's tweet you know talking about like what happened you know uh between both azuki and meme land but here's meme land like this wasn't he this guy is super talented steve g definitely recommend following him um this guy has like 40 azukis or something crazy wow yeah uh, maybe more. He bought a big bag of, I think he bought some meme lamid as well, but he just has way too much stuff going, talking on the feed from people who are mainly just down bad and t- taking their frustrations out on everyone else. I'm going to do the opposite and say that I'm bullish AF on meme land art and direction moving forward. The base is super simple, which is a good thing for interchangeable traits. They have planned props to them for doing something different. That entire ecosystem and the products they are building is way bigger than people give them credit for. Half the people talking stuff, are saying stuff are wondering why they all look the same which speaks volume people talk stuff without any knowledge whatsoever versus asking questions but anyways he's an artist so we're going to take a look at like his work what he did with these kind of like base sets um so he did this and he did that which i mean obviously like when an artist takes a look like does this kind of stuff a high level artist like him he's an anime um artist like he did some amazing work with that so i was like Wow, that kind of changes my my outlook on it. Like I was kind of dogging on like Meme Land and Azuki, and then yeah. this guy is like changing my uh the way I think about it. Um he even did like let's see if I can find this um insane video he did. He did this anime right here. Just what? Yeah, with Azuki. My mission is to eliminate targets designated by Soltech, regardless of good or evil. A child? He's on a bean. <laughs> That's amazing. She's not supposed to be here. The pain of a torn soul is a reminder of all I've become. 
an instrument of death. I never had a choice. No, not the bean. <laughs> Mizuki PIP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I tagged That's this. cool, bro. Yeah, and there's a little bit extra. I guess like an in credit scene. It's like, what? <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's got the tag on it. That's sick. So I tagged him and I was like, yo, it'd be cool. Because he's a, I guess he's a day one in uh, Neo Tokyo guy too. So I told him, I was like, hey, the characters over there already have like weapons and, and lore and things like that. And he's like, what he's doing is he's going to create, he wants to create an anime episode with like featuring multiple NFT projects. So, like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, this guy's already got Nazukis. What if he does Meme Land? What if he does like really cool, man? I, I really love like what that guy's doing. That goes yeah. to show you, you know, dude, despite like my clear uh, distaste for the elementals drop, I'm, I've like considered picking up a bean during this, this dip. Because I feel like Bing's the Beans were the second collection, even though they were free on Azuki. Um, I feel like that's there's opportunity there. If nothing else, again, what is value to be a part of this community and this ecosystem? So yeah, yeah. I, I you know, and they're like, I think the last time I checked, they're like, I, I don't want to just throw out a number, um, but they're cheaper now, uh, obviously because of all the FUD. So I, I've definitely been tempted to pick one up. I'll actually look it up. So that, that I, I remember talking about while you're putting that up uh, is last week we're talking about the community where we're bullish more on community than founders in some cases. That's one of those guys, Steve G, is like one of those community members like I'm bullish on versus like the Zagabond, Zagabond or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. So beans are on OpenSea 0.39, but on Blur, they're probably as low as like 0.33. So like that's a pretty, in my opinion, like it's pretty fair entry considering they're just one ETH like last week and what i don't get is like every time these dips happen like yes obviously anything can be a freaking falling knife which which means if you buy it it could keep on going down to zero like yes but like it's like when everything like hype and sentiment is up like when the beans were like 0.8 or 1 ETH, everybody's like bye 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 and then now it's like if you go and say something on Twitter, like, I think I'm going to buy a bean or even under this video, people are like, dude, dude, you're catching a falling knife, bro. It's probably going to go to zero. Like that's stupid. Or, you know, if it does go to like 0.1, they'll tag me next month. It's like, again, like I, I don't look at value the same way as some people look at value. Like obviously at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's nice if assets go up in value, like as far as, as far as like cash, uh, as far as like crypto, fiat, whatever. Um, but I also have different angles on some things. Like most of the projects I hold right now, are not not based on price i literally don't care like me and you are both mocha holders bro they're building out so much cool stuff uh i know that you even like uh commented on one of the things about the mocha rewards uh last week which i, I would like to hear that in a second because i didn't really look into it um but me and you got to go to a party in austin for free where they had like all you can drink all you can eat uh you know i don't know how much those are because i'm not i don't really party anymore but like i'm sure that was like at least like a couple hundred bucks in value you know that it was more it was worth more than that because of the connections we made but um you know and mocha's just building out some games which mean you can stream later make content around so like at the end of the day like i don't even remember what mint price was it wasn't that bad but like mocha is bringing me value so i'm i enjoy holding it yeah exactly it's like going back to the community being excited about that um, you know, Mocha's got obviously great founders. The, all the companies and things that they invest in are pretty solid. And, you know, they're doing a actual giveaway right now. It's still open for the CyberCon Ginkai, uh, which I have no idea what it's about, but uh, admittedly, but I did see Mochaverse tweet about it uh, just, I think, a day or two ago. And you can, if you have a Mochaverse NFT, you can go to their uh, giveaway marketplace and just for free, go in there and register and stuff like that is just invaluable. You know, you can not only are you connected inside stuff like that, but you can get access to other cool connected projects like CyberKongs who are widely regarded as being one of the most connected and exciting projects out there. I mean, they've been quiet, but uh, those are still they're still pretty, pretty OG. OK, that it just hit me. I want to say Meme Land's Kong trait actually came from CyberKongs. 
which is like some mm. some kind of partnership with them. So like going back to that, like I really don't think that had bad intention, which I know like things don't have to have bad intention for them to be bad. But like mm. it, it's just I feel like people are intentionally trying to pick apart everything right now because the sentiment is just low. Right. Yeah, and that's like one of those things like looking back hindsight is like well we were on route to being like in the bear market like like at the very down part of it and i think we're here i think we're at like kind of like rock bottom in the space and and people are finally starting to figure out like certain things like you know bullish on community like bullish on you know even if it's just art like people are really appreciating going back to like some of the like blue chip arts or you know stuff that people actually like instead of just buying into hype so i think people are starting to learn i've even seen like the other nft shows out there start talking a lot more about these different aspects versus like oh this is super hype so therefore it's a buy like you know what i mean there's more dynamics now that people are finally starting to see for sure man uh, last thing last thing on on meme land and value um you know ironically the whole reason i even was able to mint meme land and have that awesome flip is because I owned a gutter cat clone, which was like I minted for, I don't know, like 0.2 or something. I don't remember what I paid for it. But now the clone is only worth like 0.04 or something like that. So people could look at me and be like, you're an idiot. You held that clone from 0.2 to like 0.04. But I also sold the captain for over almost five ETH, you know? So mm-hmm. like that, that value actually is financial value. Uh, so that, you know, that's not the same as the other type of values, but like at the end of the day, there's just more to this, each of these stories, you know, uh, than just like immediate floor price. So I think the main people who are getting screwed here, not screwed, but the main people that like have a ton of complaints are purely buying just off of like the financial aspect and l- treating it as like sole investments, which like I get, you know, but like, so like, if you bought something for one ETH and you're just waiting for it to be 1.5 ETH and then you look and it's like 0.5 ETH, you know, like I get why that would hurt. But if you look at all, if you actually extract the benefits from some of these projects, to, to me, it's valuable. Now, now the problem, sorry, I know this is long-winded. The problem with that is a lot of these projects aren't delivering or haven't delivered yet. Um, so I, that's very fair. Like I would say like 98% of projects haven't delivered enough value to their holders uh, besides like more digital assets. Um, so that's what, where a lot of uh, sentiments at as well. Yeah, that in, I feel like there's a general shift to Web3 gaming, like, the longer the time goes on, more and more people start really, you know, you start seeing the NFT influencers that only strictly talked about PFPs. Now they're starting to integrate Web3 gaming into their narrative and the, to their to their kind of conversations, which for me is exciting to see because like at first nobody cared. And now it's like, all right, more and more people are starting to care because, you know, the Yuga Labs and things like that are putting out games and the major projects are doing stuff like that. So um speaking of which let me pull up this one here i'm not sure if you saw this chris but this is ubisoft uh they are announcing their first official like web3 game on oasis blockchain oh wow but uh this one is now now i know people commented on my twitter and said that like the uh what was it the the shooter game but that wasn't like their like for that wasn't like an official web3 game right they just implemented cosmetics into it sure. so this one's going to be their like first uh full like web3 game from launch uh champions tactics grimora chronicles so uh, i haven't seen this trailer at all and i don't know if we'll get copyright strike from playing these but you can kind of see like a little bit here ubisoft oasis so generally it's it's good to see big studios like ubisoft doing like more and more in in the gaming um and this goes to show you kind of a little bit um you know the general movement oh no kyle you froze the uh what was it creeps 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 is uh launching their game on immutable x now oh, okay uh, which cool. w- they're like a nft project pfp which they've integrated on spotify as well so this kind of like gives me titan or uh attack on titan yeah attack on titan vibes yeah that's it have you ever watched this show yeah yeah i haven't watched season four yet all right so i have no idea what this game is about but super exciting it's going to be a full-on web3 game so let me see if i can get out of here Hey, didn't hold on. Let me let me look this up before I say something about it because I don't want to give anything away. 
Um, but there's another game. All right, there's another company that possibly is dropping a uh, a game, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see what it is. I'm looking for it right now. You could probably guess. Uh, I just don't know if it's announced yet. You know whose game is not happening? Who? Logan Paul's game. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, I, I still hold one of those. Yeah, what was it called again? Crypt, crypt, uh, Crypto Zoo. Crypto Zoo, yeah. I still hold an yeah. egg. Uh, the whole reason I freaking bought is because um, I really thought with the whole CoffeeZilla exposure that he was going to either do something for the project or that he was going to actually refund, um, and he didn't do either. Uh, so he was supposed to refund for mint price, which was point two. So I bought, I don't even remember what I bought for, but I'm down bad, bro. Um, I only have one. Uh, I was, I was hoping that maybe there's like a little bit of humanity in, in Logan to where like, maybe after getting called out on his BS that he would do like something good for humankind. And he just, you know, never fails to, uh, to amaze me. It's, dude, Logan, I think I've said this on podcast before. Logan is one of those people, like I want to like him. Like I, I like his motivation towards mm. co- towards business, towards content, towards establishing a name for himself. A lot of people associate that with ego, which obviously he has ego and pride. But like, I I like the drivenness of Logan Paul. But then he does does stupid stuff like this crypto zoo thing and scamming people and lying and stuff like that. And I'm just like, bro, every time I want to like give you the benefit of the doubt, you just you just fall, man. Like you just do something that just like pisses me off. So yeah, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in yeah. the same boat with that too. I'm like, man, I want to drink Prime. Like, I love Prime. Like, I want you to succeed. Like, you're he's obviously going to be like, you know, a billionaire or something. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, but like, he turns around and does like scams like people for no reason. So it's like, what? I don't, I don't get it either. I, it's like I want to root for you, dude. Like, I really appreciate your work and like ethic and all that. But when it comes to stuff like Crypto Zoo just not a good look for your, your his career and yeah it's it's tough to like want to root for that you know and see so many people lose money it's actually pretty sad you know a lot of people the videos we saw we we talked a lot about it on the channel or on the the podcast and how many people were affected but uh yeah it's just like bro just pay it back or settle the lawsuit and move on like get this part over with you know yeah man and I mean, like, it makes sense that, like, he would serve. I hate to even say this because I want to be nothing like Logan. But in the aspect of content, he should serve as inspiration because he started on Vine as a nobody, you know, obviously comes from a rich family and all that. But, like, a nobody as far as, like, popularity goes. And then made a name for himself and then got big on Vine, YouTube. Uh, now he pulled, he took Mr. Beast's angle. Instead of trying to recruit sponsors, he's going to sponsor his own videos with Prime. Um, so he now has the marketing and the product, which is prime and his, his content channel. So like, I think that's why for me and you, there's like part of us that really wants him to do good because like he started off as far as content goes at zero and like really made a name for himself doing that. So that's, that is inspirational. But as far as who he is and a lot of what he represents and a lot of the crap he does, I don't endorse any of that. I don't want to be anything like that. I want to be better. Um, but as far as like the content goes, like his, his drive and his uh some of the moves that he's done like i've I, I respect that part of it yeah did you say you had a game that you, you wanted to pull up or oh um yeah i just don't remember if it was like i don't know maybe i dreamed about this or what i was i was trying to look to see if like it was talked about um because i don't want to like give a, a spoiler if it's not talked about um what's that oh, i was gonna say uh if you don't have it pulled up i'll pull up something real quick oh yeah go ahead so we talked about this a little bit last week. You said you covered uh, their like original collection, but this was Lacoste here. Um, yeah. they, they finally dropped their uh, passes here for you know people that are excited. I, I like Lacoste. This I might actually get one. Um, you know they're only like ninety bucks for these passes. There's now there's like eleven thousand of them, um, so they could maybe dip a little bit more if not enough people pick these up. But I I still I don't know. It's it's kind of cool to see like. Let me share this tab instead. I think those well. are the same ones from uh, that I was talking about. Go, go back to the collection. So look, look, look at the uh, date. It's uh, it's not June of twenty twenty three. It's June of twenty twenty two. So I think those oh, are. Okay. The, I think those are the same ones that I like originally talked about. 
So maybe they, I guess they finally launched their... Yeah, they took forever, dude. They went through like 10 phases of reveal. I was actually like making, <laughs> making jokes about it. So I guess that's why it kind of made a little bit of news is I guess they finally launched their loyalty kind of rewards program. Kind of like I make this akin to what Starbucks Odyssey is doing. Um, the NFT is doing... Hey, wait, 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 wait. We don't promote other coffee places on this podcast. It's uh, hidden, yeah. hidden grounds only. Oh, just wait. I, I had something else <laughs> I wanted to pull up and get your opinion on, um, which is this right here. I've never heard of this brand, and I wanted to ask you because, like, they're dropping, it looks like, some NFTs here. Oh, nice. um, oh no, bro. I don't live in the 90s anymore. I don't use mocha pots. Yeah, so I have no idea. It's, like, this this website. Uh, it's Italian, I guess. Uh, Yo, I'm Italian. Now, this is, like their perks are are more like community based so it's not like you get just a bunch of free stuff um did you know that about me Kyle my uh, my grandmother came on a boat from Sicily oh dang so uh you you are great, uh, you yeah, are actually, indeed uh, related to the mob i'm actually sicilian like i have a large amount of sicilian both of my great grandparents yeah so don't badmouth chris or he'll he'll cap you <laughs> so you got to be careful but uh it says you know limited edition mocha express this is just um i guess the nft it's just a collectible um just hosted coffee events nothing too crazy um I, you do get a free bag um but of coffee but that's as far as i think they go in terms of like utility for yeah. now but whatever they're, whatever they're offering i'll undercut it and you guys can buy from me instead of them exactly i've never heard <laughs> of that brand uh you know so i have no idea what that brand is sure but uh, yeah, that's cool. Twitter as well. We need to get into that rate limits. What about what do you think oh, about on, on the rate limit? First off, fun fact: uh, Elon pointed this out. Elon announces rate limits. So, as a Twitter addict, I can explain it to you without even looking it up. If you have a brand new account, you're limited to view 300 tweets per day or pieces of content, however you labeled it. If you are a, a just a regular account, non meta, non verified, then you can view 600 per day. And if you're a Twitter Blue subscriber, you can view 6,000 per day. Uh, Elon announced this, and ironically, it has the most, I think it has the most views of any post ever. It has like over half a billion views. <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly how he worded it. It was definitely the most views on Twitter. Um, so yeah, it has like 556 million views or something like that. Um, yeah, this like, <clears throat> not only did this like destroy Twitter and set it on fire, at least temporarily, well, she does say temporarily in there, but some people are reading that differently. Um, th Twitter's also just had a lot of bugs recently. So I was on Reddit, and now this is speculation, but so, uh, some people were saying that you would know more about this than me, Kyle, because you're more tech than I am. Uh, but some people are saying that there's a possibility of Twitter like not paying for like, Google Cloud service. And essentially, they're having like, this is the tech part I don't understand. Essentially, they have to make up for it by doing something like this. And that's also why they're having a lot of bugs right now. Like Some people are like, couldn't comment on certain posts or like couldn't respond to certain dms or whatever so like twitter is basically just set on fire right now i think i, I think trending on twitter is stuff about about like hating twitter right now because like obviously nobody was happy with that um setting these limits and as a content creator it kind of pisses me off because like you're built twitter's building up this like monetization of your platform for like over a year and then they just out of the blue or just like by the way only a certain amount of people can view this and now you might be thinking like 300, 600 is a lot, but bro, it's like, oh yeah, they, they upped it to 8,000 now, 800 and 400. That's still not, oh, it, it go down and it says now 10K, 1K. I, but what's the point of like bumping it up? Was it just a cause of controversy? Like, yeah. is this fake news? Like what's going on here, man? <laughs> Elon's clickbaiting, man. Yeah, like, is this fake beef on Twitter? Like, what is going? So, I, I, I like Elon, but stuff like this is always like questionable. Like, what, what are we doing here, Elon? Like, are we just trying to break? Uh, maybe he's just trying to break stuff. I don't. I, I have no idea. I have no explanation yeah. here. I, the only thing I can think of good is like people used AI to like bot their own account. Well, bots in general, but AI also like causing fake engagement. So this will limit it to like genuine engagement. But like, dude, you think about that. Like, let's go to like 500 posts per day. Like if you're, I don't know if threads count, but that's technically like, if you read a 10 piece thread, um, then that's 10 tweets right there. You can only read 50 of those a day. You could read 50 threads and like, 
you know, less than 30 minutes, depending on how fast you read. And then you're done with Twitter for the day. You can't do anything else. You know, you've, re you've reached your rate limit, so. Yeah, it's wild. You can see this articles about, you know, the fake accounts problem on, on Twitter and things like that. So, I don't know. It's all it's all interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I, last, last week, I talked on our podcast about how it's so bullish on Twitter because you could embed entire episodes of, like, new TV series on Twitter and how they announced the monetization. And then Elon goes and just does this and... It's just like, come on, man. Like, I get, you know, anytime you try to do something different, people are going to, like, press on you hard. Uh, I just don't really see the upside. And what I think it is, I, I really think this is him trying to fix a problem that he's not going to say out loud. Like, like right. I said, like, maybe that Google Cloud service, for lack of better words, or maybe there's some type of bug in the system or exploit or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twitter's notorious for the bots too. And so I do give him the benefit of the doubt on like bots and scraping because I've known a lot of tools that all they do is scrape um, websites. They go and scrape like they'll, they'll scrape the entire internet to scrape people's data so you can have like leads. Um, so I've like, I'm super keen on like scrape that data scraping. So maybe like, I don't know, since AI, you know, has really popped off, maybe they're, they're having even significant issues there. I don't know either. Like it, it is one of those things. Maybe that's like you hit it on the head. I think is like, there's probably some backend issues or maybe it's a couple issues. Like you said, maybe it's a server, maybe it's a, a mixture of a few things going on. So um, I guess they are increasing the limits. So it's kind of like, I guess let's wait and see, but uh, it's never, you know, we, it's hard to get excited about when you have any kind of limitation on the platform that you, you know, you, you look at like, Facebook, they don't have any like limitations. So um, it is one of those things where it's like, ah, this wasn't a good like move per se, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see, man. I'm really bullish. Like YouTube and Twitter are like my two like favorite medias. So I, ho I hope he turns it around because I I've liked a lot you, of the other stuff. You know what my favorite media is? What Kyle? The DJ Dance Podcast. We are moving to a lot of different podcast platforms. So be on the lookout for DJ Dads on Spotify, Apple, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. We're going to be launching our RSS feed and be launching into outer space on every single podcast platform. And be sure to subscribe if you're enjoying this podcast right now. Do it right now before you forget. Or you might not mint your next free NFT next or your alpha calls that we call here on the channel on a weekly basis. You want to do that so you don't miss one of those opportunities and hit the like button if you hey also if twitter dies while we're putting plugs here you can always follow kyle and i on instagram we do post some videos some clips from the podcast to our instagram so you know just in case twitter's not here next week um there's always <laughs> instagram you can always find us on instagram it's chris Reswabelt and kyle wilson creates yep yep um yeah they're never gonna remember that good. name they're never gonna remember that name <laughs> yeah, well, uh, link, link in bios or links somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You, you can easily find us. We're not like right. hard to find at all. Um, so that's good news there. Do you have any other topics you want to talk about? Or should yeah, we... back back to the gaming. I wanted to say that uh, founder of Cryptoys, Will, um, he posted Ooh. this uh, this image alluding to, to gamification. I mean, we already know the gamification is coming, but he actually has like a picture. I have it pulled up, but I don't really. I'm not going to share my screen. I don't want it to bug out. Um, but yeah, he has a picture. It shows like high score, score, cubes collected, and distance. So I'm assuming that's like a, a preface to like a possible like little mini game that they're going to drop. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, let me go ahead and pull that up real quick so the viewers and listeners will be able to see. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, you can see the high score, uh, the score, cubes collected, so they've they've always kind of had the games in the in the roadmap, but this is the first time we've actually seen a visual like sneak peek. Um, it's it's like the characters in this UFO. Uh, for the listeners that can't see it, it's got it says game over. So he, it looks like you can play again. Um, there's probably going to be a leaderboard, I'm assuming here, uh, but it looks like it may be like a Flappy Bird scenario where this character is like going up and down in this UFO, which makes it yeah. look super fun. Dude, that's a good uh, call. That's a good call. I feel like that is going to be similar to that. I think this is fun, man. Like you, you were talking about unique IP that they created, their own characters, and possibly yeah. like maybe even in the future, other IP integrated into these games. What's your thoughts on like these little mini games? Like, 
Oh, awesome, man. I, I like anything that adds a little bit of fun, you know, like people want to complain about everything, you know, if they, if they drop like a Flappy Bird style game, you're going to have everybody be like, oh, well, they just copied Flappy Bird. So like, well, yeah, but it still gives you something to do with their IP. You know, like, even like the this is a much bigger scale. So I guess I, I we didn't even talk about this. We've been talking about so much Web3 gaming, but uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club dropped their HVMTL game. Um, and a lot of people have contrary opinions to it. Um, it I, I follow some people that are absolutely addicted. They've been playing every day, all day. And then I have some people that have just been like hating it. Like Jonah, um, has been hating it since it dropped. Um, so, but to me, it's like, at least they're doing something, they're delivering some product. Like this isn't their other, this isn't their other side. This isn't their final product. These are like mini games and tests and community building connections using their ape coin this is like building up to something bigger so i don't know i just think a lot of times people find ways to complain but when companies are giving us something to do like this like it distracts us and in this space we need uh, distractions was heavy metal was that free i I don't know i don't like heavy metal to it so the uh the dookie dash competition which is the last game they did uh you uh needed that key yeah well that all all that ended up being bought boxes and those like for like wherever you placed um and so wherever you place on dookie dash would give you this key would give you this uh crate uh that was a different rarities and each of the crates eventually became an hvmtl so like the these are all these all came from dookie dash course and then but is this free like like could anybody go in and play it or do you have no, to have a heavy yeah, metal yeah you have to have a heavy metal which right now is like 0.4 so it's like relatively cheap for like a board ape asset but that's probably just because people don't like it and then like the uh the ecosystem's just not doing very well right now it also is pretty reliant so a lot of these games and this is why people complain i think a lot of people are assuming that they're going to make big bucks holding a coin which they might you know whatever um but some of these games rely on you spending a so they're kind of relying on their own holders to play their game that they paid to play and also spend their ape coin on the game. So I, I get why some people might be bothered by that, but that's essentially how tokenomics work in games. Um, right. so, so if they ever do drop a game or when they drop a game that isn't just holders and people like it and want to spend ape coin, then that's great for the coin. Right. So, yeah, I agree. It's always good to have like gamer friendly tokenomics because like if you want your games to do well you have to be able to onboard gamers and that's that's for me the most important thing um when i look at cryptoys like going back to that it's 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 like what 40 bucks for a collectible that you can now play in mini games and you get to like collect this character and it has rarities assigned to it i think that's cool i think that's a fun way to do it i mean they don't have a token or anything like that yet but um you know it, i don't know it's I, I like to see what they're doing there with the heavy metal. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on that one too. Like it, it, it's meant for a certain type of gamer. So I'm not going to entirely knock it. I do like they put their own little spin on it. Heavy metal. Um, it's kind of like a Farmville vibe scenario where you, yeah, need, yeah. you need to go in there. It's kind of like an auto cl- or a clicker or I forget what they call it exactly the terminology, but um, so I'm kind of like unbiased on it. I do wish like we're able to go in and go try it out for free sure. or play for free. Um, so that's my that's always going to be my fuss with Basie. Um, I'm not against them by any means. Um, in the initial phase of Dookie Dash, I was kind of like very upset with a few content creators that were like hyping them up. Um, but I'm not against Basie by any means. But I do wish they would be like be more involved with the Web3 gaming community. Like a lot of us have been bullish on Web3 games and actually worked for Web3 games. Um, but they're only involving it's always just like these hyped up influencers that I'm just like, these guys will pump any project that you, you know, throw a dime their way or give them a couple of free NFTs and they just will promote anything. And so I wish they would get away from that and like really being more involved in the Web3 communities um, in, in general. So that's my only like little fusses, which aren't too big. I think they could just fix a couple of those things and uh, they're going to be I think they'll do fine in Web3 gaming long run. I, I agree. And unfortunately, it's like that for a lot of things, not just crypto, like the, with these influencers, basically just throwing money at people who will say anything. Um, yeah, yeah. We they, have, grew, they grew a following in the bull. And now that they have this big following, they, you know, people, it's tempting to always throw cash at these like certain influencers. But go ahead, Chris. Despite the NFT market, I wanted to say that like crypto, like with the US, essentially like, hating on crypto these last like few months and like just crushing in on everything we're trying to do bitcoin is still over thirty thousand, and ethereum is still at night almost at two thousand dude that's that's pretty crazy like the u.s 
essentially banned crypto, you know, in ways like in the words that they said. Um, but we're still seeing 30,000 and uh, Bitcoin and 2000 Ethereum. Like that's pretty bullish to me. Uh, and despite the NFTs going down, crypto is not phased at the moment. Um, and, you know, at the very beginning, I wanted to get to the topic because you mentioned it, like uh, maybe some of the speculation around Gary Gensler leaving or getting fired, which we've been talking about for a while, and and hopefully getting somebody else in there that's more pro-crypto uh, would be grand. Um, I actually did a, vi- a video on Gary Gensler and just like some of the some of the flip floppy stuff that he's done, uh, including like buying crypto and promoting crypto like Algo. And yet, you know, a couple of years later, basically saying all crypto is a security. But when asked about Ethereum, like he couldn't give a clear answer. Um, but anyways, what, what's the latest on Gary Gensler? I heard you mention it at the very beginning. I, I want to hear about it. Yeah. So it's just kind of like still breaking. You know, people are saying certain different things, but we'll pull up this well chart, which this guy can be off. Base. I don't I don't like this guy, but I, I, get, I get what you're getting at. Yeah. I'll, say, I'll say why I don't like him in a bit. So a media company actually quoted, like, used his tweet as an example. Um, yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy. So this guy is like more biased news media. So he's not really, I wouldn't say like accurate. Like he's like, I would say seventy percent of the time he's accurate, and then the other thirty percent, it's either his own opinion or he he just broke really just kind of fake news in general. So Bro, check out that affiliate badge. I know I know this is uh I, I know this is a distracted point, but check it out. He's promoting a freaking token that he dropped. Yeah, no, thank you. On that. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that there's like the rumor mill is kind of going around about Gary Gensler. Uh, you know, either res- like there's supposedly anonymous sources saying he's already resigned or getting fired, which we don't really know if that's the truth. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. And I'm kind of in line with that, too. But if this was true. This would obviously have an immense amount of ramifications for the United United States in terms of cryptocurrency and NFTs, especially who could take over his position if they so happen to be more pro crypto, pro NFT, you know, pro Web three. So, uh, interesting dynamics here. Again, I, I'm seeing articles left all over the place about this. Um, you know, even breaking just a few hours ago, saying it was just like AI generated fake news, sparking this rumor. Other people are claiming like they actually like are connected with these anonymous sources. I don't know what to believe just yet. So it's kind of like the 48 hour rule. Just wait a couple more days and let the news work itself out. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because like I said, there's, there's been like, like he's been getting some heat like from like for the last few months. So it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I don't know, man, whether I would consider myself an optimist or pessimist, but I, I just, part of me just feels like somebody even worse is going to come. And yeah. That's just kind of a cycle. You know, we had these conversations about AI and you lead towards more. It's going to save humanity. I, I lead towards more dystopia. Um, I, I kind of feel the same with, with politics. Um, obviously, I, I would like to do what I can and contribute what I can to get people in office that I do think are going to be better for the United States and you know, for the world. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I am a, I am a pessimist. I, I feel like every time we, we get somebody, it just, it's never, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, especially, these, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we should go in all that, but like, it, um, yeah, all that to say, I hope the next Gary Gensler isn't worse than Gary Gensler. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the flack has been over the past few months, even some senators or, uh, members of the house rather, uh, it, like Emmer and Davidson introduced the SEC Stabilization Act to remove Gary Gensler. So that was something that was like trending on Twitter big time. A lot of people were sharing this. Um, I can pull it up here on the screen. Uh, but that would effectively fire Gary Gensler, or at least minimize his role in the regulation of what's going on because, you know, it, it basically he would have to answer to a board, which would be like, a board of like three Republicans and three Democrats. So it'd be like a bipartisan issue at that point. And then they would oversee Gary Gensler or an SEC chairman like that. So I find that like probably a better model. I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I like in terms of like, this isn't my job. So like, yeah. I don't know what that would mean uh, long-term, but you know, cause like those three people that oversee Gary, like who's going to oversee them, I guess the constituents, but it just does. It does seem like a better model than how it's currently set up. With so much power in one person's hand, 
I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I think anything's better than Gary at this point. Yeah, we just need a Dow in there. Yeah, and then uh, Coinbase as well, though. They basically are fighting a back against the mm. SEC, and they are claiming that everything on their website or that their their platform, they don't sell securities because it doesn't involve a contract because these are just these are basically just decentralized assets that people can freely buy and sell and it doesn't revolve like so basically it's like saying the howie test doesn't even it doesn't even matter because the howie test was created around contracts that were specifically designed for stocks and those type of securities so it's saying that the tokens aren't even that type of asset to begin with because it's not involving or it's basically not a security because it doesn't involve um a smart contract or any kind of contract at a contract level. Yeah, man. I, and Which is actually a really good case to be made. Yeah. I mean, that is a great case that they're making. And they said it, they, they hinted at that a few times in previous years when they were filing for their, uh, you know, their license or whatever. So this isn't a big surprise for people that I, have been following it for a while. Obviously, I think, if you're pro crypto, you should be on the side of Coinbase. I don't understand, and I strongly disagree with all these crypto people being like, "Oh, I hope Coinbase gets wrecked because they're a centralized exchange and we don't represent centralization." Like, shut up! Like, they, we, I think it's in our best interest that Coinbase wins and that like U.S. can eventually be more pro crypto and that we can make a difference. Uh, and the pessimistic side of me, Kyle, is like they're going to lose because they're going up against the big boys. But little history lesson. You know, in 1776, uh, there was a group of people who decided they didn't want to be part of a, they didn't want to be ruled by a king anymore. And so they made a little something called the Declaration of Independence. Uh, when they made that and created that and signed it, that was, they were able to separate and make their own country, which is the United States of America. Uh, so going all the way back to happy 4th of July to my fellow Americans, um, I feel like obviously this isn't quite quite as extreme as that but i feel like it is possible to go against the big dogs and win and i hope coinbase can win this and i'll stand beside them and uh binance and whoever i can as just a as little influence as i have uh just in support of crypto yeah and you can see this article coinbase to sec our cryptocurrencies are not securities so um it says in response to the sec's lawsuit coinbase filed a statement maintaining that their cryptocurrencies on its platform do not constitute investment contracts or securities. So that's actually a really good argument. Like I was saying, I think I said like, I don't know why I said smart contract, but investment contracts. So the Howie only oversees like investment contracts, hence like, you know, uh, securities and things like that. So I don't know. It's interesting, but I agree with you. Like the sometimes David does beat Goliath, you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes that happens more often than people believe. And I think we're seeing uh, a little bit more support in Congress in general. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, I think it's kind of becoming a political party issue, but it's it shouldn't be. It should be a, a non bi uh, a bipartisan issue. But I thought you were gonna say non binary. <laughs> it <laughs> actually doesn't identify issue. as a security. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no. that's a good argument. Uh, yeah, it would be good to see you know more support in the Senate, but. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's a political issue at the core, but I, I wish that it wasn't divided by Republican and Democrat because, like, it's not. It, it is political in the idea of like the belief itself, but it's like I don't feel like you right. should. I don't think you should lump this into one side or the other. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. just the way it is and the way human brains work, you almost have to pick a side, and uh, that's why a lot of people would go. But I, I kind of wish this was like an agreed upon. Like, we need to try to stand up and protect this and not make it a political issue. Yeah. So uh, last topic here, um, and I think we'll close her out, but AI, like, uh, I, I, well, yeah, I just, there, so there's a platform called Runway. They, they raised like 140 million or something like that. I don't know. It was an insane amount, but apparently you can go in and it's a video editor. You can type in a short, like you can type in a prompt and it will create this like entire short movie for you mm. or something crazy. And I guess like Google and NVIDIA invested into it. Like, wow. I, I don't know. What are you seeing out there? Are you seeing anything crazy? I know. I've, you know I've, 
I'm using things that makes my life easier. Uh, so our last podcast that was uploaded to my channel, you should definitely go watch that because that was a really good conversation. It's just under videos. It's not under lives and it's under podcasts. So you can also listen to it. Uh, I use AI to do what's called camera cuts. So if you see me talking right now, it would like just be me. And when you see Kyle talking, it'd just be him. And if we were in the same room together, which we can't because we're obviously pretty far apart, um, we could have a third camera and it would show both of us talking. So normally this would take somebody manually going in and cropping every one of those moments and having it on Kyle, having it on me, and then having it on the third camera. But all I have to do is just plug in who's on what camera and then AI edits the entire video within five minutes or within like one minute for me. Um, so I've been using that. I've been using another um uh, another video editor to help make me make short form content, which I'm thinking about paying for. I've been trying to use up free credits, but I'm thinking about paying for it because it's like, I don't know the prices, but I imagine it's going to be worth it just because it helps my content be distributed better. Um, so everything I'm using in AI right now is used to like make my, my life easier and to make my content better. I use the AI. I've been using AI, uh, uh, what's it called? 11 labs. Uh, you can create any voice from scratch or you can use other people's voices and create their voice. Uh, so I actually ran in an experiment on one of my side channels to where I narrated in a female voice and my main demographic was males. I wanted to see if that would I impact the impressions. Didn't really make a difference. I, I expected it to, I thought maybe all the males would kind of be like, Ooh, there's a, there's a female talking. Um, <laughs> but they didn't really affect anything. Uh, I also think that uh, you could kind of still tell that the voice was AI. I think maybe if it sounded a little bit more real, uh, maybe more people would have been interested. Like, wow, this was, you know, I don't know. Because uh, like, they're the my side channel is like about disc golf, and there's just overall a lot more males in disc golf than females. Um, so that's kind of where that like contrast comes from. But all I have to say, I'm using a bunch of tools that like help me. Uh, and I'm kind of experimenting with them. I actually made an AI channel, Kyle. I never even, I'm not going to shill it here. I literally haven't announced it anywhere um, to where I'm just kind of, ex I'm basically playing around with a new AI technology every single week and kind of upgrading, uh, updating the progress and kind of letting everybody know what my favorites are. Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, experimented with a couple of AI videos um, last year and, and we kind of featured it on the channel. I don't know if I played the whole video or not, but um yeah 11 labs is what i use to uh create sam ellis's rap video <laughs> oh so I yeah use i forgot about that AI. yeah i was trying to find it while you're talking but uh i don't know if i can find it right off the bat somebody randomly liked it the other day i was like this like is old it's like months old and somebody randomly like liked or shared it again so do you um, take it, do you take advantage of the twitter highlights um tab you need to if you don't the twitter twitter highlights is that the Watch. So pull up Twitter real quick and like show everybody because I, I want to show you this because this is really oh, yeah, yeah. it's really good for you and anybody watching uh, if you don't know about this. Like I believe it or not, Twitter is working on some really cool stuff. So go to my profile. Um, Clear all so you guys can't see what I'm looking at. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I already saw, bro. I'm going to pause that. Um, so look, click on my highlights. So if you look at the first one, there's a DJ and Dad's podcast, bro. So like basically you can choose to highlight your best uh, either videos or your best pieces of content, your best threads, whatever you want to do. And it's all under your highlights, like nice and organized like that. So I think that's cool because huh. Twitter content typically becomes irrelevant after like six hours. Look at um, this, Chris. What? You, you can see people talking about uh, Lacoste right here. DJ oh, Web3 cool. game and Lacoste. Look at that. That's we, cool. we, we were already covering it last week, bro. Look, there's you, man, right there. So anyways, I just think that's really cool because like, I don't know who actually uses the highlights to like look at people's stuff, but I mean, maybe if people are looking for sponsors or maybe if they're looking for like what type of content you make, you can kind of have your favorite content all right there under highlights. Um, so I, I think that's a pretty cool ad that Twitter did. Kind of reminds me of a YouTube feed, not as good, but uh, you know, it's where you can kind of highlight that. I, yeah. I haven't done a whole lot. Dang, 43k impressions. That's a lot. Look at the look at the date on that, bro. March 13th. Nobody, no, nobody cared about uh nobody cared about so fun fact about that breaking Terra one. Uh here's a Twitter hack. I, I hate doing this because I hate shilling, but I knew the guy, so I didn't feel as bad. Um, I shared my video uh under somebody who was talking about the Terra founder, a Duquan, and the whole like if he shoved a treasure like in his butt or whatever. Uh <laughs> weird topic. But the whole point is I shared my video under a post. I was talking about it, just saying, hey, I made a video on this, by the way. So the post went, his post went viral. 
and my post was the most liked post under his post. So it ended up like I got I like was able to kind of like ride that virality uh, my video was. So that's how I got like a lot of views. I already had like thirty thousand on it, but that boosted me up to like seventy thousand more, and then like a lot more. So there's a little Twitter hack for you, but also you got to do it in tasteful ways, not ways that just comes off a shilling. Because uh, that that was very relevant. Like somebody is like apparently Duquan did this, and I was like, oh hey, I actually covered this in a short video and have more information on it, you know, instead of just like something completely irrelevant and then posting your video there. So people watch it. That's pretty dope. You know what also is pretty dope? <laughs> Ending this podcast. Subscribe to the video. <laughs> if you enjoyed the podcast and like it, if you like it and share with a friend, if you found this informational, educational and about your favorite topics and comment down below what other topics you want us to cover because we literally cover some emerging tech, NFTs, like you name it. We're out there in the field living it every day because we work in the space. So yeah, comment down below if you want to see us cover any other topics out there. But uh, with that being said, that I think we'll call it good there and we'll be over on Chris's channel next week. We'll rotate back and forth. There's obviously a playlist. We're obviously moving to create other, uh, you know, do the whole RSS feed podcast like audio and we'll be on the different platforms. So be on the lookout for not in the not so distant future there. Uh, that way you can take us wherever you go, you know, whether it's work, business, travel, vacation, you're out there fishing in a pond or whatever. You can listen to the DJ and dad podcast in your ear and your dome. Chris, you got any hey fun words? That's it, man. That's it. Have a great 4th of July. Uh, if you don't celebrate, just have a great week. Peace.